What is going on, bitch? Listen, what is really going on? Welcome to the Solomon Ray Podcast, and I am your tired-ass host, Solomon Ray. Girl, let me tell you, it ha- I have really gone through hell and high water to get this episode up, bitch. I'm literally locked inside of my... <laughs> this is so dramatic, but it's the truth. I'm literally inside my closet right now recording. I, bitch, I haven't been in the closet since I was like eight years old. This is ridiculous. The only reason why I'm in here is because my fucking neighbors are so goddamn loud. I couldn't find a place in my home where th- where you couldn't hear them hooting and hollering. Aside from the fact that last week my computer crashed. Don't even really want to go down that road. I'm already dealing with the trauma and the PTSD from last week. I mean, what the fuck? Can I live? But my computer crashed. Bitch started recording the episode last night. Started to crash again. Can I live? Can I fucking live? I said, oh no, let me just close out and turn everything off and deal with this in the morning because I don't have the mental capacity to deal with this right now. So, here it is, Wednesday night, recording the episode, and, oh, like all my, I don't know if it's because Mercury's in retrograde, I don't know if it's, what the fuck is going on, but my appliances aren't working, my computer's not working, my humidifier is not working, bitch, my skin is dry, I'm just, I'm really going through it. Yeah, your boy is really going through it, bitch, it's, she's really going through it, she is going through the changes, so... I'm going to get in the better mood. I'm just, let me just stop because y'all don't deserve this. But that is <laughs> the situation where I'm at right now. But I have the fun, the fucked up thing is I have a really good show for you guys. But before we get into any of that, I want to give a special shout out to K Madrid, Stephanie Carrillo, Miss Maul, T, T.S. Powell, Betty, Shell Bombshell, and Larry for writing a review this past week on Apple Podcasts. Thanks to them and the other 322 people who have re- who've rated and reviewed this podcast. Thank you so much. Larry wrote in their review, Solomon will make you laugh, smile, almost cry, all while keeping it real and entertaining along the way. 10 out of 10. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate you very much. Now, as far as this week's show is concerned, I'm going to do a quick update on the Free Britney movement, address Justin Timberlake's apology to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson. I'm going to talk about something that's also been annoying me for the last year, and that's non-Black people expecting us to always be on the front lines when their activism is brand new. And I'm also going to talk about what happens when you let your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash. But first, before we get into any of that, I just wanted to share a little mess. So this guy has messaged me a few times. He's, you know, attractive. He's my type. And I mean, I don't want to call him chubby or mention his weight uh, or anything like that because a friend of mine chewed me out the other night, literally last night, and said I was insulting him. So I'm going to just call this guy. I'm not going to call this guy a chubby Mexican. But he is Mexican, and he looks very comfortable and cute and soft, and he has a really pretty handsome face. Very much on brand with me, very much my type. Y'all know I live for a chubby Mexican, so I'm not going to call him a chubby Mexican, but he is very mm, on brand to be a comfortable, soft, and cute Mexican. Anyways, so he's been wanting to eventually meet, and I'll be honest, I wouldn't I wouldn't not entertain the idea. Okay, I'm looking at his pictures and he's not really chubby at all. He just has like a baby face, which 
Yeah, he just has like a little baby face, which can give those type of tees off. Anyway, so a few months ago, he started posting pictures with a guy that appeared to be his boyfriend. And no tea, the girls give this like one minute, they single and ready to mingle. And then 30 minutes later, child, like <laughs> it's given like they moving in, you know, they love their lives and they joint up, booed up, coupled up, married. Like it's just, it's, it be given that. It be given like Monday is one thing and then Tuesday is a different thing. So, and I don't want to sound like bitter or nothing like that because child, girl, I'm not. But, you know, sometimes when you check back, when this happens, when you check back in two months, bitch, all those pictures and all those captions will be gone. And, bitch, all of a sudden their timeline will be flooded with Bible scriptures and city girl lyrics. So, girl, it's really no tea. So, anyway, so last Thursday he messaged me talking about some, like, let me just, actually, let me just read this verbatim. He said, quote, hey, sexy, why don't we plan a day to meet. I'm so attracted to you. Now, let me just stop right there. I know some people don't care for words or meanings, but I hate the word sexy, especially in correlation to me. Like, I don't want to be called sexy. I prefer handsome, beautiful, gorgeous, bad bitch. <laughs> you know, st- like stuff like that. Sexy is not my thing. That's just not on brand with me, bitch. Like, I'm not trying to be a sexy girl. It just seems like, I don't want to say like, low on the totem pole but like it's just not cute you know like you don't want to be called sexy like I just want to be called like handsome or like beautiful or gorgeous or stunning (laughs) um so anyway like also kind of don't like the word cute either but bitch I'll take cute before I take sexy But that's also way down the line of adjectives I want to be associated with. So anyways, bitch. So then I reply, are you single? Because mind you, just bitch, like a couple of days ago, you had like pictures up with your boyfriend. So I'm just like, bitch, are you single? And he going to give me some very much right now. Yes, I am. (laughs) He said right now. Yes, I am. And so I reply, (laughs) I said, so you say that as if it's going to change in the next hour. (laughs) then he gives to be honest it's complicated i've been on and off for two years and i'm tired of the games on his end (laughs) okay like fair (laughs) understood but bitch my life is very much sans complications bitch like sans complications like i don't have no complications in my life so like keep if you want so please keep you and your complications away from me You know, like, I don't want to add no hurdles, obstacles, complexities, intricacies, or convolution into my motherfucking life, bitch. Like, keep that all the way over there. I know the girls live for the drama, bitch. But, bitch, I'm 34, gay, single, and it's just not the vibe for me and my person. I don't want the drama. I don't want the complications. You know, like, it's complicated. Well, bitch, you enjoy your your complications, leave them away from me so boom i think nothing of it and i you know i just keep pushing so bitch boom come valentine's day bitch so then valentine's day pop up and he's giving a pulse bitch with his boyfriend in the cat <laughs> and the caption reads bitch. <laughs> let me pull it up hold on let me find it because i screen cap this because it's just it's too good where is it hold on Okay, so he said on Sunday, (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. It's just the opener is so funny. 
we're not perfect. <laughs> like, the fact that you had to open up this whole Valentine's Day, we're not perfect. <laughs> like, bitch, we didn't think you were, but, like, clearly. <laughs> so he said, <laughs> I'm gonna try not to read this and not laugh. Okay, get, okay, get serious, Solomon. Okay. He said, we're not perfect. We have our ups and downs. We break up. We make up. It's... <laughs> Sorry. He said, it's a roller coaster for sure. But one thing that's undeniable is the love we share for each other. Don't know what the future holds for us. <laughs> but right now, we are here. And that's all that matters. Happy Valentine's Day, babe. I love you. Hashtag Valentine's 2021. <laughs> okay, so... There's a bunch of funny things <laughs> in here. It's the opener of We're Not Perfect. That's definitely funny. But it's a roller coaster for sure. Like, bitch, I don't want to be on a roller coaster in life. That doesn't sound appeasing. That doesn't sound like something I... That doesn't sound enjoyable. That sounds heinous. That sounds like hell, you know? Um, What, hel- what else? And then, and then, don't know what the future holds for us. <laughs> Well, if you're just going based off of, you know, past instant instances, like, it's going to be up and down and, like, it's going to be a roller coaster. So, I don't know. I just thought that was really funny. Oh, my God. So, it's like, sometimes I'm always wondering, especially when I do my little confessions things on Instagram, and I just don't know why y'all want to be in relationships sometimes. I don't get it. Every time, like... 99% of people in relationships, every time y'all talk to me about your shit, it just seems like that's not what I want in my life. It just literally reiterates some shit that I just don't want to have to deal with in my life. And maybe that's something a lot of people think is normal or I don't know. You know, like my parents, you know, when I think of being with someone or maybe being married, you know, I would want to emulate it from my parents. And I think people's first impressions on relationships is, you know, the first ones that um, they encounter and that's their parents. And I don't know, my parents still go on dates and bitch, my parents will dip out. I will be like, what are you guys doing? We're out of town. Um, Okay, so when are you coming back? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they be going on dates. They just be enjoying each other and like my dad will give my mom flowers randomly and my mom will just be buying my dad gifts and shit like they don't be arguing like they definitely have argued don't get me wrong but like they don't be yelling at each other there's no like bad words nor exchanges there's you know so that so all this other weird relationship shit that I keep hearing about is so foreign to me so when I see it I'm like oh no this is weird like this is this is not normal but the more I hear about people's relationships I realize like oh bitch I guess this is normal I guess this is really what the girls are dealing with and you know if that's the norm then bitch I really don't want it but um (laughs) I don't know why that just really tickled me bitch like that whole (laughs) it just really tickled me okay so (laughs) moving right along Okay, so side note, I've lost a total of 20 pounds in the past month on my keto diet, and I finally reached the 160s. I started off at 189, and now I am, I weighed myself yesterday and I was 169. 
So she's lost 20 pounds. I've encroached and 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 landed in the 160s. Now, bitch, I'm trying to get to like 130. Just kidding. Yes. So I'm really happy about that. Um, I know I said I was going to stop the keto diet soon, but bitch, the way this fucking these pills, these pounds are melting off of my body. They are dissipating, honey. Evaporating into thin air. I'm really fucking disappearing. And I don't want to stop anytime soon because I do know I'm going to Colombia in a few weeks and I know I'm not going to be on my diet in Colombia. So I'm just like, bitch, let me just be as skinny as possible now and lose all the weight because I know I'm going to gain like, you know, 90 pounds when I get down to Colombia. So, bitch, quiet as it's kept. I might do me a couple consultations for some little bit of lipo while I'm down there, bitch. Don't play with me. Don't put it past me. Now, on to Justine Timberlake. So, since the New York Times documentary on Britney came out, everyone has been apologizing to Britney. Everybody and their mama just been coming out the woodworks apologizing to Britney. Which they should. Which they should. But, bitch. Anyway, so I told y'all how I feel about that. Like, girl, leave me out of it. I ain't apologizing to Britney. I ain't apologizing to the bitch. I ain't did nothing wrong. Well, Justin Timberlake has been getting hounds. <laughs> <laughs> she has been getting hounded, bitch, by Britney and Janet fans for the past couple weeks. Baby, Justin Timberlake, every comment is just, so are you going to apologize to our queens, bitch? A time of reckoning has come. And for those of you who may not be familiar with the, the Janet aspect of it, you know, after the Super Bowl, you know, the titty thing, you know, wardrobe malfunction, you know, he basically left her high and dry. And, you know, was just like, well, bitch, I'm just going to keep it pushing. I have an album to promote. I'm with, because I think Janet and what's that? What's her name? I already forgot about her. Damn it. Justin, we're supposed to perform or present or be at the Grammys that following month. So some of you may or may not know, but, you know, the chief executive of CBS at the time, Les Moonves, Moon, whatever, bitch, some white dude. You know, who's also or was or is married to the Asian bitch off of um, The View or The Talk. Whatever. Anyways. Anyways, he ordered Viacom Properties, VH1, and MTV and all Viacom-owned radio stations to stop playing Janet Jackson songs and music videos. The move had a huge impact on her sales for her album, Demita Joe, which was also released in March 2004, just a month after the Super Bowl. Seven years after the 2004 incident, Moonves, Moonves, I need to figure out how to pronounce that man's name. Actually, no, I don't. Moonves told several sources he was furious when he found out Jackson had signed a book deal with Simon & Schuster for her book, True You, A Journey to Finding finding and Loving Yourself. Um, Simon & Schuster is also owned by a CBS corporation. So, a lot of you guys may or may not know, but Jan Jackson has a memoir. Like, but yeah, it flopped because of fucking Moonves. Moonves is also quoted as saying, how the fuck did she slip through? And recounting how he was threatening people that heads would roll because of the book deal. So I don't know if he tried to make um, her book flop, which it did flop. But, you know, we just kind of forgot about Janet for a while. Which sucks because Janet is so fucking iconic. And, you know, side note, it's really kind of frustrating how, like, there's a whole new younger generation who doesn't even know who Janet Jackson is. You know what I'm saying? Like Gen Z or whatever. It's millennials, Gen Z. I think it's called Gen Z. Gen X, whatever, bitch. 
these younger kids, they will know they know who Britney Spears is. They know who um Madonna is. They know, you know, whatever, Whitney, Mariah, they know those girls. They don't know who Janet Jackson is. And it sucks because I think it's because, you know, in in their inception, you know, when they're growing up and when they're being introduced to music and stuff like that, bitch, she was blackballed all over the place. Think about it. You didn't really hear much about Janet Jackson after the Super Bowl. So, oh, but you heard, you heard, um, what goes around comes around. You heard fucking Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. He still got played on the radio. You heard Sexy Back, bitch. So, I mean, nothing really happened to fucking Justin Timberlake. But anyway, so he apologized for shit. And let's see. He posted it on Instagram. Let me pull it up. So Justine Timberlake took to Instagram and her publicist wrote this. Or, well, Justin wrote this. I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. I understand I fell short in these moments and in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Queen Janet Jackson. Okay, didn't say all that, but he just said Britney Spears and Janet Jackson. Both individually, because I care for and respect these women and I know I failed. Also, I feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better. And most importantly, because there is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be a part of and grow from. Next page. The industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. It's designed this way. And as a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this. Because my ignorance, I didn't recognize it for all that... Wait... I didn't recognize it for all that it was while it was happening in my own life. I'm sure you did. But I do... (laughs) Fucking bullshit. But I do want to... (laughs) But I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again. I have not been perfect in navigating all of this throughout my career. I know this apology is a first step and doesn't absolve my past. I want to take accountability for my own missteps in all of this as well as part of a world that uplifts and supports. I care deeply about the well-being of the people I love and have loved. I can do better and I will do better. So, girl, that's what she said. And you know what? The girls were like really, really hitting me up. Like, bitch, have you seen? What What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And I really didn't think because quite frankly, I don't be thinking about Justin Timberlake. Like, I really, I don't own none of his music. I've never been a Justin Timberlake fan. What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. I, <laughs> I don't think of her. Musically, what do I think of her? Yes. I think she's a good singer or nothing, so I just, I didn't think anything of it. But it's just wild because this man built an entire career off the sufferings of these two talented women. Women who literally don't have a mean bone in their body and are incredibly talented. Not saying you can't be a bitch. Um, Excuse me, not saying you can be a bitch and then mean to people if you're talented. But if you want to, you know, snap back at Justin Timberlake and call him out and do the exact same shit he did to you, you could. That's what Britney and Jan- Janet could do. But no, these iconic and legendary women just stayed silent and took the high road, which sometimes we don't always need to do or should do. Now, I never care for Justin Timberlake and his top ramen noodle hair. 
didn't care for the nasally, whinily motherfucker back then when he was in sync and don't care for his ashy ass now. Bitch, I barely cared about him when they was together, when Britney and him were together. But the funny thing is when they broke up, he would not leave Britney the fuck alone. And every single time he had a fucking album he was about to come out with, he would always find a way to mention Britney. He would always slut shame her and always allude to the fact that Britney was cheating on him. How he took her virginity, how she was crazy, always made fun of her being crazy and drinking and stuff like that. Which, bitch, we don't know if Britney's crazy or not. We don't know if she has an alcohol problem or not. You know what I'm saying? But he would always allude to it. And, you know, but, bitch, let's just go down memory lane and refresh our memories of all the fuckboy shit Justin did. Now, we know the whole Crimea River video and stuff like that. Okay, boom, we get it. But he's done a lot more. And let me tell you something. Us Britney fans, we don't forget. <clears throat> no, bitch. We don't forget. Especially not me. Oh, especially not me. I may act like I done moved on, but bitch, no. And sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Have you ever, oh, side note, have you ever like, seen someone or come across someone or or see someone at a party or an event or something and you're like bitch I'm trying to figure out why my soul is perturbed I'm trying to figure out why I don't like you and I'm ready to grab your fucking larynx I'm trying to figure this out and you don't know why and then like a few seconds later you're like oh and then you come to and you realize like you realize why you don't like that bitch it's a it's that's me with a lot of people who've done Britney wrong a lot from Howard Durst, Fred, I mean, Howard Durst, Howard Stern, Fred Durst, all them motherfuckers, Carson Daly, Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera. So there's a lot of them. So, bitch, I don't forget. Now, there was a time when Justin and Christina Aguilera were on stage uh, accepting an award, giving an award, hosting, doing some fucking paid gig, bitch, um, because they went on tour together. And he ends up, being presented a blow-up doll by Christina Aguilera, and then they crack a joke about Britney. So it's a blow-up doll, a white girl with blonde hair, and he she gives it to Justin Timberlake, and is like, oh, it's kind of like a girl you used to date. And you know what I'm saying? Like, just cracking jokes on Britney and making fun of her. And then at the height of Britney's troubles in 2007, Justin was going on an award show and telling her to stop drinking and to, quote, not to get sloppy. He was receiving a Brit Award, which I believe the Brit Awards are kind of kind of similar to the Grammys, but it's like their version of the Grammys. And he's like, oh, I better get my Brit. I better get, get my Brit or something like that. And then, you know, he alludes. He's like, oh, and you, I know you're watching or something like that. You know, stop drinking and don't get sloppy. And this is and he was like, oh, you're going to end up on OK Magazine. Like, who else are you talking about? That's name is Brit. And looked like she was getting a little sloppy and would end up on all the tabloid magazines. You know what I'm saying? In, two, in 2007. Who else? And if someone doesn't send me my real Brit in the mail, um, there will be hell to pay. Thank you very much for this. I, I'm very flattered. Uh, I'm actually on tour, so I couldn't be there. Everyone have a great night. Um, stop drinking. You know who you are. I'm speaking to you. Stop drinking. You're going to get sloppy. Uh, OK is going to say something bad about you. Um, you guys have fun tonight. Thank you very much for this award. Let it go, Justin. And it doesn't end there. So Justin was also on tour. 
And right before he would perform Cry Me a River, he would do the, what is it, Gnarls Barkley or whatever that, that I think I'm crazy, that, that shit. And he would be like, I think she's crazy. And, you know, alludes, you know, it's basically alluding to Britney Spears. You know what I'm saying? Like you're about to perform Cry Me a River and you can hear the intro to Cry Me a River. And then you were like really singing like, I think she's crazy. Bitch, Justin, let it go. One of the worst moments was actually when Madonna was, I believe, she was being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And for some god-awful reason, Madonna ended up asking Justin to present her with the award. And Justin ends up calling Britney a Madonna wannabe. The world has long been full of Madonna wannabes, and I might have even dated a couple. (laughs) But there is only one Madonna. Like, let it go, Justin. And it, 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 and it doesn't end. It doesn't end there. So in 2009, Justin's on SNL doing, like, some skit or whatever. And he, you know, brags about taking Britney's virginity. I'd like to think that, at first, Hilary's a popular female singer. <laughs> Publicly, they'll claim to be virgins. But privately, he hid it. Again, Justin, let it go. And then, as per usual... Justin's performing Cry Me River later on in his life. And during the intro, he's like, something, something, you think you found the one. But then you realize she's just a bitch. So then he calls Britney a bitch, you know. And quite frankly, the only people who could call Britney a bitch is her fans and Britney herself. Because, duh. It's Britney, bitch. But again, Justin, get over it. And then I think when Justin came out with that one album about him in the woods or some the man in the woods or whatever no one listened to it no one bought it but um he ends up having an interview with zane lowe through apple music or apple i think zane lowe does bbc or apple some shit bitch i don't fucking know but i like zane lowe's interviews a lot so he's doing an interview with him and they talk about vegas and doing a vegas residency and that's just when britney you know, made huge noise of being the most expensive, most paid, highest paid Vegas entertainer of all time, blah, 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 blah. And he's he says, he calls it, quote, it's for retirement. Now, bitch, or uh, no, no, I think he says like, oh, it's a nice retirement plan or some shit like that. Would you do Vegas one day? Would, would you ever consider it? I mean, there's more people doing it, right? I mean, I wouldn't rule it out if it was something that was different. I definitely don't, you know, <laughs> I immediately am like it. It like it, it feels like the. It feels like uh, uh, you're planning option? your. You're planning your retirement. <laughs> you know what I mean. So, so for some reason that feels like scary to and me. Understandably so. But bitch, let me tell you something. Listen, half a million dollars a show sounds like a really great retirement plan to me. 
Again, Justin, move on. And through it all, through it fucking all, Britney never went to any magazines to clear her name. She never said, let me set the record straight. She didn't do no no sit-down interviews with Barbara Walters, no 2020. She did not go out and... We didn't, I don't, there was really kind of no social media back then, but she didn't start no songs, no every time, she didn't start singing every time and throw no jabs at fucking Justin. She was just like, you know, going through her shit. You know what I'm saying? She was worried about her kids. She was worried about not getting into this conservatorship and then trying to get out of it, going on a worldwide tour and just really just minding her fucking business. <laughs> you know, but she never really retaliated against him. However, I believe the year was 2004 or was it 2005? Some of you guys may or may not know, but Britney's had a reality show called Chaotic and it was on UPN. Oh, it was a hot mess. <laughs> it was a hot mess. Think Bobby and Whitney on the Bravo show, Being Bobby Brown. It's basically Britney's version. It's a hot mess. Love it. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. I sometimes watch it and I definitely quote it a lot. Me and my best friend quote it a lot. But it is a hot mess. So there is a moment. This is probably the only time Britney has ever, ever fired back at Justin. And she's on I, she's on night mode with her, her camera. She has it on night mode, so it's all green. And she has a camera on Kevin Federline. And I forgot what she says, but she says, like, personally, I think it's pussified. And she slams into Justin. Ethers him. Because it's cool when guys complain about things that girls have done to them and are their mothers. Crummy! Personally, I think it's kind of pussyfied, but it's like. <laughs> but hey, whatever gets you in the game, right, and gets you out there, that's that's cool. It's controversy. That's what they all want. That's what they want to see. It's how good you can play the game. So. But I don't like it when people go back and forth. See, Eminem, he sticks to his grain. He's a fucker, he's a badass, and he stays with it. I don't like people who are sellouts. They go back and forth. That's kind of fuck up, fucked up. Now, bitch, listen. Britney is the, one of the nicest celebs, I believe, of all time. But, baby, when Britney gets you together, it's 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 good, bitch. It's good. Because there's nothing more satisfying than someone who's actually so nice doing a slight clapback. It's just so satisfying, especially someone who has the receipts, who has the iconicness, who has the fucking legendary status to really put you in the ground. And she's just like, you know, does a little cute little jab. That's all it needs. That's all she needs. And yeah, so she said, personally, I think it's kind of pussyfied. So, anyways, it's forever and always fuck Justine Timberlake. He can choke. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Not you. You can choke. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so something, well, really two things that I really want to get the fuck off my chest. But um, let me see, which one, which one should I start off first, 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 first? Let's start off with the easy one. Okay. Okay, so I just want to let the girls know, and this is this really goes out far and wide to everybody listening. You can't, you got to just be very careful. Don't let your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash. For real. That's something my mom used to always say. My dad used to always say. Everybody used to always say. And maybe the girls are not getting that memo anymore. But I just really want to let y'all know, don't let your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash. All right? For real. Also, listen, I be minding my business. And occasionally, I get some of the most wildest comments. It's seldom. It's seldom. But sometimes, I will fire back. But it seems when I do, the girls really can't take it. Suddenly, I'm taking it too far. Suddenly, I'm hitting below the belt. So a lot of times I'll just ignore it and ignore it and ignore it. But sometimes on a very rare occasion on a blue moon, I will be like, you know what? I'll crack my knuckles and bitch, I got some time today. Let me clock in and let me get that ass together. And when I do, when I do, it never fucking fails. I was just telling Serena this. It never fucking fails. All of a sudden it's like, damn, you you kind of went too far. Well, bitch, what? What? So there was this one guy. He ended up sliding in my DMs and saying something about, you need to get gay bashed. So then I just went in on him, tore him to fucking smithereens, bitch. I talked about how his face looked like a fucking Neanderthal. He had His teeth looked like they was out here throwing up gang signs. How all the acne on his face has coagulated and now he looked like a motherfucking Nestle Crunch bar. And then he's like, wow, I never even mentioned your looks. Why are you talking about the way I look? I can't change that. I said, bitch, I can't change the fact that I'm gay. But 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 it didn't stop there. It didn't stop there. So after he already was like, okay, enough is enough. I said, no, enough is not enough. So then I went on in on his mom, his dog, his child, his cheap clothing, his Nissan Sentra. I went the fuck in. His fake Gucci belt. Baby, I would not take my foot off this motherfucker's neck. And guess what? Then I I let it go or whatever, forgot about it, went, you know, did some work or whatever. Two days later, I said, oh, I forgot all about this guy. Let me start it up back again with him. And still kept my foot on his neck. And he's like, wow, like, I was really depressed after you said that. Like, I can't really um, front. Like, I really shouldn't have said that to you. And I'm really, really sorry. But, you know, what you said about my teeth and that's really my biggest insecurity. I said, bitch, fuck your insecurities and still get them fixed. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can't go after people randomly online and then expect me to be like, you know what? You're, let's just kumbaya. I'm not a kumbaya bitch. Because in real life, I might beat your ass. For real. Don't let the fag in me get it get you twi- get it twisted, bitch. Don't. Cause what I said online, I could back up in real life. So then, cause bitch, when I tell you I won't ever take my foot off your neck, I will never take my foot off your neck. I don't care. I don't care if you throw in the the uh, uh, the towel, bitch. Wave a white flag, bitch. I don't give a fuck. I'm never taking my foot off your neck ever. It's never gonna happen. I'm a I'm literally the type of bitch who years later 
will bring it back up. Be like, bitch, remember that one time you said, what do you want to do? Bitch, this one guy, I remember somebody um, on the internet, I'll never forget this, a friend of mine, somebody says something, I don't even know how this conversation started, I don't even know how I ended up in it, but um, I don't really fucking remember, but it was about the N-word. And my friend was like, well, you know, Solomon's black and some people are light skinned and, you know, not um, visually that you can't tell that they're black and you can't just begin upset at just anybody or something like that. I don't know how I ended up in the conversation, bitch. I really don't. But then out of nowhere, one of the comments was, well, even if Solomon did say something like that, I'll still beat his ass. So I said, hold on, hold on. Um, first off, um, I just want to know who whose ass are you going to be? Who's? Who's? Whose whose ass are you going to be? I just want to know that. And he said, "Oh, I'm just I didn't really mean it like that, but you know, I'm just saying in general." I said, "Well, it wasn't an in general statement. I'm just I'm just let's you're getting a little too far in a little head. I'm trying to revert back, and I really want to get to the first question at hand: whose ass are you going to be?" Or he was like, "Oh, I didn't really mean it like that. It's all good. It's all good. Um, you know, I also didn't know you were black." I'm like, "That's fine and all, but I just also really want to get back to the question at hand: Whose ass are you going to be? Whose?" And so he kept avoiding the question. And every single reply, I was like, "Whose ass? Whose ass? Okay, that's nice, but whose ass are you going to be?" So then, you know, he stopped replying or whatever. But you know what, bitch? I may not be great with names, but I'm good with a face. Baby, I said, you know what? Let me just, let me store that in my mind because I just need to know. Because, you know, also I'm from a a, a generation or like a time where like when a bitch says they're going to beat your ass, like you got to be like, you got to be ready. Like you can't just be like waiting for somebody to slip up or, you know, you can't be waiting around and slip up, you know? So I just kind of store certain things in the back of my head, my mind. So fast forward to 12 months later and it's a solid 12 whole entire months later. Me and my friend are in the club. We're in New York. And we're, it's kind of packed. It's, I don't, I want to say it's around like 7 p.m. So it's really kind of early. I forgot what the fuck we was doing. We were like, bitch, let's go stop for a drink and go twirl a little bit. So it's maybe like we're there for like 30 minutes. And all of a sudden I see somebody walk in. I said, this person looks very familiar. And I said, who is this person? I said, oh, that is the one who said he was going to beat my ass. So I said, hold on. No, 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 no. Let me, oh, I know I'm going on a tangent. Let me pull up my reply. So, bitch, I scrolled for 12 months worth of replies. And I said, is this him? Boop, there it is, right there. And I said, that is exactly him. I said, hold on, friend. Give me one moment. I'll be right back. Walked up to him. Hey, excuse me. Hi, I still have a question. Whose ass are you going to be? Was it mine? Bitch, the way he froze and was pale. I want to know whose ass are you going to be. I'm that girl. I'm that girl who will never take my foot off your neck. So, so here's the thing. I always start everything I do nice to people. I'm always nice. I, you will always meet me and I will always be nice to you. I will always be nice to you. Bitch, you change the energy. You change the energy and I'm going to be right there with you, bitch. Now, I know everybody want to be on Michelle Obama T and, you know, when they go low, we go high. I know sometimes, bitch, when you go low, I be right there with you, bitch. I be right there knee knee deep in the cut. So don't and, and if you are not a girl who wants the smoke and the confrontations, 
Just keep it cute. Be nice. It don't cost nothing to be nice. But you're going to run across a crazy motherfucker, and it ain't going to be me, but you're going to run across a crazy motherfucker who's going get, to get up in that ass crease. Be cool. Keep it cute. Or keep it on motherfucking mute. I don't understand that. I've never understood why people want to just be mean. And then all of a sudden, they're mean. And then all of a sudden, you, you, you match their energy. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, oh, you're taking it too far. Really? Am I taking it too far? Because, bitch, you took it there. I was minding my own goddamn business. So, so again, I know the girls love to pop up in comments and, and, and say some slick shit. But if you get red, bitch, and all of a sudden you want to jump off the, the Brooklyn Bridge, or you depressed, or now you feeling some type of way, or now you know you really question your life and stuff, bitch, watch what you, the fuck you say. Because then after that, after that, he was on his timeline talking about, wow, somebody, a verified account, da, 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 came after me and attacked me about my visual appearance. And I was really questioning if I want to stay on earth or stay on life or stay some shit, life support, some shit. Really, bitch? I made you suicidal? Watch what you say. And I know that's really hard for some people to hear. And I know that's not a nice thing. I know we need to be nice to people and shit like that. Especially people who are dealing with some stuff. And sometimes people slip up. But bitch, watch what you say. You came up in my motherfucking ZMs talking about you need to get gay bash. Did you ever think that how that might make me feel? You think that might make me want to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge too? It's not. But bitch, did you think about that? No, you didn't. Until I got up in that ass crease and read you, your ugly ass mama, and your ugly ass children for motherfucking filth. And then all of a sudden you felt some type of way. I talked about your fucking crusty ass Nissan Sentra and then you felt some type of way. Now all of a sudden I'm taking it too far. Now all of a sudden you suicidal. Well, bitch, if you suicidal, keep it on mute. Don't suicidal. If you suicidal, don't be mean to people. Don't. Keep it cute. Be nice. All right? Don't and 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 again, don't let your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash. All right, and stop and stop trying to check motherfuckers on the internet. Because you may not know if you ever might meet them again in real life or or meet them for the first time in real life. You might be you might be thinking you're saying some slick shit and letting things pop off and and whatever and keep it moving or whatever and it's it, it's whatever, it's whatever. But sometimes a bitch like me with a visual memory will pull up and be like, bitch, I'm trying to figure out why I'm ready to beat your ass. Let me look on my phone real quick. Now, I'm not saying I was going to beat that man's ass, but I did walk up to him and said, whose ass are you going to beat? Because if you would like to, we can we can proceed. But I'm just really curious. Mind you, mind you, to bring it all the way back, when that whole Twitter conversation was even going on, that had nothing to do with me. He was the motherfucker who added me. Who said, well, if Solomon say the N-word um, in my face, I'll beat his ass. Ugh. I would love to see it. So, listen, I'm not trying to get ugly. And I know that was really ugly. So I'm sorry, but I just had to get that off my motherfucking chest. Don't try. I'm, I'm really not the one to try. And 
I try to be nice, sweet, and cute, and humble pie as much as I possibly fucking can. But another thing, and another fucking thing before I move on, you don't know people's lives, okay? You don't know what, what life they led. You don't know, just because a motherfucker might look a certain way, or smile, or be a certain way, or be cute and cute like a motherfucking Powerpuff Girl, or be funny and cracking jokes, or be gay, or whatever, you don't know what type of life that motherfucker had or what they've dealt with in their life. So just a heads up, keep it cute. It's always, it's always best to just be nice, bitch. And, and, and listen, I don't know what's going on with the essential workers. I don't know what's going on with the, the post office people. I get it. I get probably why they hate their lives. I get it. I get it. I hate having to deal with the post office. But pretty soon, you're only going to talk to me a certain way and I'm going to lose it. There's no need for you to be giving me fever when literally I don't give that off. I don't know if there's something about my face or a label on my face that says, try this bitch. Bitch, I'm not the fucking thing off of Alice in Wonderland. Don't try me, bitch. I'm not fucking Costco samples, bitch. Don't try me, bitch. Bitch, I'm not fucking Sephora. You don't don't walk around grabbing the testers and try me, bitch. I'm not one to try. Please leave me alone. Keep me in a happy place. I'm really like, don't, I'm, I don't want to be tried. I don't. I really don't know what about me and my person gives off. This is the bitch to try. She looks soft. She looks soft. Let's try her. Please don't. Please leave me the fuck alone. I'm actually with a smile on my face because dealing with anger management throughout my whole life, I've had to literally fight the internal struggle in me on a daily basis of, okay, how do I stay away from landmines throughout the day that are going to set me off? You know what, Solomon? Be nice. Smile. Avoid certain people. Avoid certain certain lines and certain, like, just... I've boop. There's so many booby traps in my life <laughs> that I try to avoid because I know it sets me off. So I just kind of keep things nice, learn to give people some time to correct themselves and their energy. I smile. I have a higher. Um, I I talk in a nicer way to like you know just not very alarming. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if that's really causing the girls to lose their motherfucking marbles, but. Bitch, again, I'm not Costco. Leave me alone. Don't test me. Don't fucking try me. And that's it. Moving right along. Step okay, so next thing. Now, I'm not going to name any names, but a friend of mine alluded to this, and an ex-friend of mine straight up said it to my face. <clears throat> and to put this into context, both of them are very light-skinned Latino men. So take that however you will. Whatever. But... None of them are black. None of them are part black. None of them have been raised in a black family. None of them are... it. They ain't got nothing black about them going on. Cool. Nothing wrong with that. Now, when George Floyd was murdered and the city went up... The fucking country went up in motherfucking flames during a pandemic. You know, a lot of the girls were... You know, social media was hot, bitch. It was hot. Okay? And I made a decision to unfriend anybody who did not 
mention what the fuck was going on during a, like in, in a certain amount of time. I said on multiple, I said, bitch, if I don't hear nothing about what y'all say, I'm really going to unfriend you. And I don't give a fuck if I've known you for my whole life, whatever. You're getting the axe. So, because, you know, the girls were giving very much like, um, they, you know, some of the girls were like just carrying on and, and making their post about their fucking flat tummy tees and shit like that. I'm like, uh-uh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This ain't the time to sell, baby. This is not the time to sell. Also, side note, I remember, I'll never forget this. <laughs> so when Trump was elected that night, not even a few out two, three hours later, Khloe Kardashian went online. She said, swipe up or something for what my American jeans or some shit. She was selling some shit. I said, Chloe, ma'am, this is not the moment to be slinging your shit. Put it on ice for a bit, for for 48 hours, ho. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. I was like, bitch, come on, 48 hours, sis. Put it on ice. We'll, we Let's talk about the jeans later. But we, Trump just got elected. The world is, we are spiraling right now, girl. We can't think about jeans right now. Like, please, put it on ice. So that's what I was telling the girls when George Floyd died. Bitch, put it on ice. Just put it on ice. If you got the flat tummy tees and cool, that's fine. Nothing wrong with it, girl. I Get your money too. But bitch, we just got to put it on ice right now. Like, And plus... You got to say something. And it was irking me. And it and it wasn't irking me just that this past summer. But over the course of the few years, it's been really irking me to see people not speak up or say anything about the shit that's been going on in this country. Now, bitch, I'm not saying you got to be fight for your rights all damn day. You know, but bitch... The last five, six years have been atrocious. And if you haven't said anything, this summer for me was the final straw. So I said that. So my then friend was like, you know what you need to, I forgot exactly verbatim that he said, but in a roundabout, you know, in a nutshell, he said something to the tune of you shouldn't really condemn people or force people, what you should do is you should pull them aside and educate them. And because you're so passionate about it, you should, you know, talk to them because some people don't have the right words. They don't have the the vocabulary you have. And some people just don't know. But while people are, and this was shade towards me, while some people are only posting online, we, because he was, we are actually in the streets protesting. And he's like, it, it kind of dilutes the fa- the things that me and other people are doing protesting and blah, 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 blah. <sighs> Baby. Baby. Now, I normally have an ounce of patience for some shit. But I didn't know where to begin with that because, first off, let me just say this. Let me just say this. If you are not black and, 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 and mind you, I'm not talking about people of color. I'm not talking, I'm talking about black shit. Okay? 
what happened to George Floyd was a black shit moment. Like, that was about black folk. All right? So, if you ain't black, this ain't to you. But for y'all, I mean, excuse me, this is to you. Just because this is brand new for some of y'all, just because this is some new shit that you ain't, you're just now opening up your eyes and discovering some, some fucked up shit that's in our country, great. Glad you're on board. Glad we're on the same page. Finally. Been waiting a few decades, but glad your bitch ass is finally on fucking board. Cool. Kudos. I'm not giving you a fucking cookie. Welcome aboard, bitch. But bitch, don't, don't, don't. And these are those two two guys. Don't take your light-skinned Latino ass mouth and tell me what the fuck I gotta do. When this has never been your life, this has not been, this is not something that plagues your family members, your brother, your sister, your dad. Your dad has never been thrown the way my dad's been thrown on the hood of a cop car. You may not, you may not have family members, black male family members who've been thrown in jail over some shit they didn't do. You know, and I can go on and on and on, but I'm not. This might be new to you. But it ain't new to us. And so what I want to say is, while I'm happy that non-black people are using their voices and, and marching and protesting and stuff like that, thank you. That's fabulous. We need you, bitches, to do it more than us. Because when black people say, oh, bitch, this shit bothers me and like this, bitch, ain't nobody give a fuck. But baby, let me tell you something. When, when, um... When white people say it, oh, they they listen up. They're like, oh wow, this is this must be this must be an issue. Yeah. When racial, because I know I'm racially ambiguous. I know I'm light skinned, so I try to use my privilege as much as I possibly fucking can. Because I know it's going to get some mileage out of it. I try to use it as much as I possibly can because I know it's going to reach people who will already see a black person and be like, oh no, he's he's just or she's just angry and cut it off and then one it, it goes through one ear and out the other. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something that really annoys me about this. I don't do things for social media. Okay? Bitch, I'm not protesting with my friends, my black friends, and, and, and going live on Instagram for my followers. Okay? I'm not doing that. I'm not posting. You want to know what? I don't have photos of me protesting. Or I don't have photo ops. And I'm not editing and face-tuning my fucking photos of me in a fucking uh, pr- protest that I jumped in real quick and then jumped right out. I'm not doing that. I'm not. Because all the times that I have protested... I'm not on my phone. I'm not thinking about shit like that. I'm not thinking about photo opportunities. Now, some of you guys may or may not remember. And see, I'm not trying to give, the, give uh, this is all that I've done. But some of you guys may or may not remember. It was 2015 or 2016. I want to say 2000. 15. No, because I did that photo shoot in 2015 in December. So it had to be 2016. Whatever. I was in Seattle. And I had this idea. I said, bitch, let me... Because, you know, when you do a mobile order at Starbucks, you would write your name. You know, it's you do the mobile order and they would call out mobile order for Solomon. Well, then I got to thinking, I was like, bitch, 
I'm just going to put my name as Black Lives Matter. So every time these baristas yell out my my order number or my the order, they're going to have to yell out black, order for Black Lives Matter. And I just want to hear it. I just want to get people uncomfortable. I want to hear that being shouted out in while you're getting your coffee. I wanted to disrupt your day a little bit. So I said, you know what? Let me just go ahead and change the um my settings and change it to Black Lives Matter. So I did it. Got my coffee. He yelled out Black Lives Matter. He was really cool. He loved it. And then I got to Twitter. I said, y'all, change your your settings to this and put Black Lives Matter. And then it went viral. And everybody started doing it. <clears throat> that same day, you can Google this. That same day, I walked literally, literally walked out of that Starbucks with my cup that said Black Lives Matter. And then I'm like, damn, there's a lot of people in this street. What the fuck is going on? Bitch, they were protesting. I didn't know there was a protest. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I just was like, damn, there's a lot of motherfuckers there. So I jumped in and walked and protested for miles and miles and miles throughout Seattle. Bitch, never once did I get on my phone and go live and, and post photos or nothing like that. I didn't do all that. That's not what it was about for me. I didn't have friends. I didn't go with friends. I didn't invite nobody. Bitch, I was in a city by my goddamn self with people I've never met a day in my life in a city I don't really know too much of in a protest. And then, and then the crazy thing about it was then towards the end, the police had us all lay on the fucking ground and stuff for a couple hours. And I'm like, bitch, it's kind of getting cold. Like, (laughs) you know, so, and then one time, I was living in New York. My cousin was with us, was with me. She was visiting me. And we were at Bloomingdale's in Soho. And we came out of Bloomingdale's. We said, what the fuck is going on? It was a protest. So what did me and my black cousin do? We jumped in and started protesting. Mind you, we had bags. of. We were shopping. So we had tons of, like, shopping bags. But we just, bitch, let's just jump in. But we didn't get on... And, and take photos of us in our moment or nothing like that. We didn't gloat or nothing like that. And not saying that there's nothing wrong with There's nothing wrong with it, you know. But that's just not who I am. I'm not thinking about shit like that. But what I also really want to drive home is what fucking annoyed me the most about this. About what was said is don't demand black people that they need to be out in the streets protesting. I don't know if what protesting is for some of y'all, but that shit can be dangerous. And there's been way too many accounts of my life where it's gotten violent. There's been multiple times where I've been looking through the barrel of a fucking gun. And I know some people can trust the police and, you know, like, oh, they're here. For-. I've never a day in my natural born ass life have ever felt comfortable around the police. And that's that ain't got shit to do with just white police. That's black police, Latino police. All the- If I see your ass... In a police uniform, I'm not, I'm feeling very uncomfortable. So, because of all the traumatic experiences I've dealt with from protesting, for being radical, I, at that time, this past summer, did not feel comfortable going out. And there's been multiple times, me and my sister, because my sister was home with us um, this summer, me and my sister were like, oh, we really want to go out. We really want to, we should. And then it would get there and we're like, I just don't feel comfortable. I really don't. And I'm going to use my platform and use my voice to raise money. I'm going to sit up on this motherfucking app all damn day, donating to everybody I possibly can think of. And anything that pop up, bitch, I'm sending some money. I'm sending some money. 
I'm going to use my platform to the best of my ability, but I physically, mentally cannot go out and, and protest anymore. My protesting days are over. Probably, maybe not, but a- as of this past summer, I didn't feel comfortable. And if you are someone who's dealt with the trauma of physically showing up and trying your hardest to address racism and injustices, and if if you've gone through that, you have a little bit of trauma. So again, this might be some new shit for y'all, and 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 thank you, but keep it cute. Don't don't tell us what the fuck we need to do, cause bitch, I've been a vocal ass bitch. My whole life, I remember one time in second grade, I'll never forget it. I think this is probably like the earliest I could remember. Um, we had a substitute teacher. And on this day, I think it was like a Thursday, We half of the class would go to the computer lab. The other half would go to the um, stay in the class. And then they'd switch. So there was only five black people in our school. So it was, that was all my friends. We called each other, our, our nickname, it's Nenea, and it's kind of, the last letters of our our names. And so it was just five of us. So he sent all them to the um the computer lab and kept me. Why? Racially ambiguous, don't know I'm black, cool, whatever. I'm still wondering like, damn bitch, I normally go every Thursday with my friends. Why can't we go fucking do Mavis Beacon typing, bitch? We supposed to be typing together with Mavis Beacon. Shout out to Mavis Beacon, bitch. <laughs> Bitch, not me shouting out a, a fictional character, but shout out to Mavis Beacon. She was a black um, keyboard. T- you learned how to type back in the day through Mavis Beacon. And she it was like a computer program taught you how to type um, on the keyboard. Anyways, so that they would always put me in the back of the class. Girl, not going getting into it, but they would put my loud ass in the back of the class because I was loud and I was too disruptive and I would question shit too much. Anyways, whatever. So anyway, so we he's teaching us about Abraham Lincoln. Mind you, mind you, I'm trying to really figure out why we're learning about because this is not like what we were learning that week. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if he. Oh my god, I just hit my my hangers. Duh, in the closet. <clears throat> so that's not what we were learning that week. So I'm trying to figure it out. Anyway, so he's like talking about Abraham Lincoln. And then all of a sudden he's like, my ears popped up. And when he said at this point, he, he was like talking about, oh, you know, he freed the slaves. So I'm just trying to figure this out. So then all of a sudden he's like, I wish we still had slaves. I'm looking at him like, what the fuck? Then he said it again. I wish we still had slaves. Can you imagine if he didn't free the slaves where we would be? Baby, I said, hold the fuck on. Now, I got loud, and I started cursing him out, and I made, like, some stupid comment, like, that's why your hair is, it's, it's, I don't even want to repeat it. <laughs> but I said something so stupid, which my family just cackled and thought was so funny, but I was just so angry. And next thing you know, because my mom worked for the school district, and next thing you know, I told my mom when she picked me up, Baby, she stormed into that office. That man was fired, eliminated from the school district. So that is just one of multiple instances where, like I said, this might be new to you, bitch. It ain't new to me. Okay. Now, as some of you guys know, I'm black, I'm Mexican, but I was raised and adopted when I was one and a half um, by an all black family. So that's culturally, ultimately all I know. 
Do I know some Mexican shit? Sure, I do. Grew up in San Diego. You can't live in fucking San Diego without being an honorary Mexican. For real. So that's been my experience. But like I have seen and there is a part of racism being racially ambiguous to where you are privy to certain aspects that people are comfortable showcasing in front of you because you don't look black. So there's a lot of shit that I've seen, and I've also been in the on the sidelines of seeing how my family gets treated, how my brother gets treated, how my sister gets treated, how my mom has always been treated, bitch. And I'm not gonna get get emotional again. I feel like every fucking episode I'm getting fucking emotional. So one more story, and I'm gonna move on. This my mom worked for the school district, but it doesn't matter how bomb bomb my mom is or such a bad bitch boss bitch that my mom is she's still a black woman and she's not a light-skinned black woman my my mom adopted me she is a dark-skinned black woman so she didn't get treated you know nobody gave her fucking respect in the workplace they didn't give any of those black women respect and it would fucking annoy me and bother me and i would see my mom like not it never got to her and never fucking like, and I'm sure it may have, but my mom just like never let it show. <sighs> so, so she had a friend who was probably at that time older than my mom, maybe 15, 20 years older. And I would just, you know, hype around the offices, go to her office, my, my mom's friend's office or whatever, and do my homework. And so I'm sitting at her desk and my the reason why, that made me choke up was because she's dealing with a lot, like not my mom, but my mom's friend is dealing with like a lot, a lot of heavy health issues right now. And so I don't know how old I was. I couldn't have been no more than seven years old, eight years old. And one of her bosses, not my mom's boss, my mom's friend's boss, chewed her out for some shit. And I can't even remember to this day. I don't even know what the fuck it was. But chewed her out and just obliterated her in public in front of everyone. And I'm sitting there, you know, doing my homework. And I'm just in shock. And I know, I don't, like I said, I don't know what happened. But I just remember it was wrong. And it wasn't her fault. And she just took it. And just was like, all right, just, all right, cool. Just yell at me and fine. I'll, I'll, I I didn't do it, but I'll do better next time. And I don't know what, what I said. I don't remember, but I yelled at that man. (laughs) I don't, I, like I said, I don't remember what I said, but I was basically saying something to the tune of like, that's not fair. I sat here this whole time doing my homework. She didn't do that. Why are you yelling at her? You need to show some respect to her, blah, 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 blah. And... He didn't say anything <laughs> and he just walked off and I just went back to my, my, my homework. The minute he walked off, she took me, she said, uh-uh, you cannot ever yell at that man like that again. And I was like, all right, cool. And so she took me to my mom and mom, she told my mom, she said, what happened? And my mom got mad. She said, don't ever yell at those men like that again. She could lose her job. And now, you know, I look back and I'm like, yeah, she could. I was talking to her recently, like, mind you, this is when I was seven. I'm, this is like. 25 years ago and so she's not doing well and so she called and recently a few months ago and she's whenever she's on the phone with my mom I was actually at the house when that this phone call transpired and 
she always brings this up whenever she talks about Solomon. She says, I'll never forget the, the way. Ooh. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. She said, I'll never forget the way he stood up for me that day. And it's made me feel, I, Ooh, excuse me. She said, I'll never forget the way he stood up for me that day. The courage he had, I'll never, ever forget. And she brings this up all the time. And um, mind you, I just, you know, f- forgot about that moment. But it stood with, you know, it, it stayed with her forever. And, you know, granted, like back then, like, yeah, you could not yell at like your white boss, <laughs> especially some fucking like mixed race kid in the corner who, in the office who ain't supposed to be here doing his homework. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just did not like seeing people. I loved being treated differently. And I didn't know then that that was just a precursor of all the things that I was going to witness in my life. All the the fucked up shit. And when I talk about fucked up, like literally planting evidence on people that I love to get them behind bars, altering surveillance cameras. You know what I'm saying? So when people talk about the police and the justice system, I don't really have a lot of faith at all. And I really don't fuck with the police because I've never, even me, myself, as someone who does not look black, has already gone through shit alone with the police. So when that those people were like, oh, you know, while you're online, you know, sharing posts and stuff like that and GoFundMes, we're out on the front lines protesting. That annoyed me so much. That annoyed me so much. You've never had to, to protest. You've never had to be on the front lines, in the line of fire. And that's fine. And no one should have to. But please, anybody out there that's listening, if you're not black, don't please don't tell black people that they this is what they need to be doing. And if they're not on the front lines protesting, if they're just sitting at home, they need to be doing more. No, let us tell each other that. Let us have that conversation amongst each other. But y'all ain't part of this. So stay in your fucking lane. And that's really all I have to say on that. Okay, so moving right along. I don't know why that just made me... The end of that made me so emotional. Um... I don't know, just thinking about my my mom's friend just really kind of sent me a little. Um, So we're going to move on to listener letters. Oh, side note, um, Rush Limbaugh is dead. P.S. Foxy Brown is in her limo now on her way to the studio. Okay, cool. It's not funny. It's just, I'm just saying he's dead. Um, He died of cancer today. That just, you know, that just happened today. Um, Okay, good riddance. Wow, a green bean. You know, like, uh, it ain't that deep. So, moving right along to listener letters, if you have a question that you want to send in, please send it to ask at the Solomon Ray Podcast.com and I might select it and put it on the show. Side note, if you want to keep it anonymous, please let me know. Do not put your name in it or, you know, share your name and I won't. Um, so, our first question is from... Uh, it's from Anthony. Anthony says... Hey, Solomon, I'm 22, and I really... Bitch, is this recording? Hold on. Okay, because, bitch, last week I recorded this shit, and it wasn't even recording. All right. Oh, my God, this is a mess. This is such a sporadic episode. This is a mess, bitch. Okay. (laughs) 
Anthony writes, Hey, Solomon, I'm 22, and I really appreciate you a lot and enjoy this podcast. Thank you, Anthony. I have a question for you, our Savannah. <laughs> I'm dating this guy. Right, like, two different people. <laughs> like, it's really two different people. Like, bitch, for real. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but, like, Savannah is really not Solomon. Like, Solomon is such a fucking dweeb. Savannah is really that bitch who's, like, I'm not trying to go on a tangent, but Savannah is really that bitch who, like... <laughs> Really just will leave everybody on red. She is such a a a bad bitch. She's just she's actually not she's just a rude bitch. She's very conceited. She's all about herself. She doesn't really want to deal with anybody. She doesn't like anyone. So it's funny. I have a question for Solomon or Savannah. Like 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 one moment, let me pass this question to Savannah. <laughs> okay, so back to it. I'm dating this guy, and we were watching Drag Race, and I told him I dress in drag, and my drag name is Alana. He didn't ask, but I showed him pictures of her, because I wanted to share how sickening the transformation is. He looked disgusted and didn't say anything. Later, I asked him about it, and he said he's not into guys that dress as women, and if he was attracted to women, he would just be straight. I really like this guy, but this is the first time I really felt bad and almost embarrassed. I live for Savannah, but have you ever felt like this or dated someone who didn't like her? She's such a bad bitch, I can't imagine someone not. But what advice could you give me? I just feel I can't be part of myself around him. Any tips would help. Signed, Anthony. Well, Anthony, um, first off, the, the name Alana is so sickening. Like, something about the name Alana just oozes sex. Like, Alana. Like, like some like I feel like names where like the L is just moving up and down the roof of your tongue like Alana, and it's just one big breath, Savannah. Like it's so like sultry and sexy. It's like you know, not Gertrude or like you know Mindy or I don't know, but Savannah, Alana. It's so cunt. So, that's such a sickening name, Anthony. Um, also, I love how, like, most of the gays, whenever we have our little drag personas, we always use the first, the same first letter of, as our name. You know, like, Savannah, Solomon, Alana, Anthony, my friend, Nathan, Natalia. <laughs> it's just, I love that. Um, okay, so what was the question? What was the question? Um, have you ever felt like this or dated someone who didn't like her? Um, I dated my, the last, the funny thing is the last person I dated that was, I was in a, like a real, real, real relationship with, he actually, it wasn't until like later on in our relationship where he kind of not found out about Savannah, like I was keeping her a secret, but I'd be forgetting about the bitch. And he was like really, he like really wanted to like know who Savannah was. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to like, like laugh, but. He was really wanting to see Savannah. Like, I think he was kind of, like, turned on. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. <laughs> but I was like, eh, yeah, Savannah is not partaking in those sexual activities, bitch. Like, Savannah is really just there to take her photo and then die. <laughs> like, Savannah is not cruising the street or, like, pumping gas or, like, walking around. Like, she's literally just alive long enough to take a photo and then she's dead. Okay? And then... I didn't really date this guy, but I kind of, like, talked to him, and, like, we kind of tried to make it work, kind of didn't really work, um, and turned out he was also really attracted to Savannah, too. 
it's not funny, but it's just like wild to be like, so I'm confused. So anyways, I've never really had that issue, <laughs> but um, what advice could you give me? The thing is, if you have to alter yourself to make others feel comfortable, that should give you a little pause. And I would question having those people around me. Mm-hmm. This man might be great. Also, sweetheart, you're young. You're 22. And I hate always saying, like, oh, you're young. And that's just an excuse. But, you know, this is such a great time for you to see what you like. See, you know, what makes you happy. And if in that time you're finding things that are making you happy, you enjoy it. You need to find people and only let people who are conducive with your happiness in your life. You know, we're already dealing with so many people trying to stop us from our happy and keep us from being happy that you can't keep that in your close circle. And you might really like this guy a lot, but if I were you, bitch, and I'm not, but you only got to talk, you only got to say something like that about Savannah once. Now, bitch, like I said, Savannah don't come out a lot. Like, she's making more appearances now, now than she's ever had. And it's just, a lot of it has to do with because makeup to me, when I do makeup as a boy, or even when I do Savannah makeup, it's just the process is so much fun and it's so therapeutic and calming. And there's something about me creating, if it's making music, if it's putting together a costume, if it's doing makeup, whatever it is where I'm hands-on putting something together, it really calms me down. So that is really important to me. And if someone were to be like, oh, well, I don't like that part of you. Well, then you got to go because that's a part of me. You shouldn't have to water yourself down or hide portions of yourself because it makes someone else uncomfortable. Bitch, fuck your feelings, bitch. I don't give a fuck. What your feelings got to do with me? It ain't got shit to do with me. That sounds like a personal problem, honey. That sounds like something you got to deal with yourself. It makes you uncomfortable. Well, that sounds like something you got to deal with. It'll make me uncomfortable, so figure it out. Now, bitch, if you, like, the fact that that man just saw your pictures and then days later, I think you said, let me see, what did he say? Yeah, and then, then it's going to be like, yeah, I'm not into that, and da-da-da-da-da. Like, if I were, um, if I, if I liked women, I would just be straight. Like, bitch, that's not how none of this works, but he sounds stupid. And, you know, it's just wild that, in 2021, people are having those type of conversations and just, it's insane to me. But I would let him go, girl. I would. I would just kick him to the curb. I would. Trust me. You're going to save, you're going, tr- listen to your 34-year-old gay elder, all right? You're going to save yourself a lot of pain and a lot of hurt and a lot of time if you just end it right now. Mm-hmm. Let that man go off into the the sunset drift off honey wade into the motherfucking water bitch down by the riverside let him go caca bitch so that's really all i could really give you and you know it's hard to do but i think the older you get you realize like bitch i ain't got time for this shit i'm not changing you i think the older you get you be like bitch i'm really not gonna change for nobody why would i change because bitch you're gonna change for for him or, you know, hide portions of yourself. And then it's going to be one thing after another. And and then all of a sudden it's like, 
you're constantly having to change and alter yourself, bitch. It's not worth it. It's really not. So I would just move on, baby girl. Love you, but please keep us posted. So our next question comes from Crystal. Crystal writes, I'm a pansexual cis girl in her early 20s. I have an equal attraction to both girls and guys, but I'm socially awkward and shy around guys. I have no problems around girls. Been around them my whole life. Now that I'm older and exploring my sexuality, I have trouble talking to guys. I honestly don't care if I end up with a guy or a girl, but I don't want to end up with a girl because I was too scared. Wait, because I was too scared to meet my future husband. I can't talk to my friends about it because they're homophobic. So, Solomon, what should I do? Hmm. Okay. So, I would... Okay. So, this is not... I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just going to tell you what I would do. And this is just my perspective because, bitch, I don't want you coming back to me and be like, bitch, I did what you told me to do and my whole life's in shambles. Like, like girl, don't do that to me. Um, First off, I have no room in my life. Bitch, I feel like I get on this damn show every damn week talking about get rid of them, leave this alone. I don't have no room. Bitch, clearly I ain't got no room. I'm stuck in a fucking closet. <laughs> I re- <laughs> I'm so, like, I don't know. I'm going to let that go. But I just don't have room in my life for people who are homophobic. I just don't. And that goes for everybody. That goes for family, friends, neighbors, pets, uncles, everybody, the dog, the plant. Bitch, I don't give a fuck. You, if you, if you, ha- if you feel some type of way about some gay shit, bitch, that's cool. G- stay away from me. Stay away from me. And I just, because I'm too much of a loud mouth to where I'm not going to stay silent. I can't be just, I'm not going to lay up in the cut and let you act crazy. I can't. So, but it's my understanding that um, your friends don't know this about you. But I would, that's hard, but how would I get, like, I would get new friends. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, here's the thing, like, there is, I don't know how many people are in the world, 9 billion people, whatever, There are people in this world that will love you. Oh, my God. Why am I so emotional today? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, there are people in this world that will love you and that want to protect you and, and see you succeed. You know, and it's hard to understand because maybe in the situation that you're in, but there are people out there who are just like you. And part of being of the queer community and whatnot is you do have the privilege and the ability to kind of make your own family and pick and choose who you want in your life. Not saying nobody else does, but we just have like a more specific, more more unique opportunity. And I know you mentioned how you are more shy with guys than you are with girls. Um, I would focus on that. You know, like I would focus on the things that are not so, so hard. Like when something's good, Lean into it. When a relationship is easy and someone's easy to talk to and things go smoothly and there's no friction, lean into it. When there's a connection, when there's chemistry, when there's a spark, when there's good conversation, whatever, lean into it. Stay in that area. But if you're in areas where people are hard to talk to, people are homophobic, they don't want to listen, they're not supportive of you, get out of that. And I believe if 
you were to do something like that, it's going to lead you in the right way, in, in a good path. Now, I know I always be acting like I'm superstitious and, you know, spirits and, and <laughs> the universe and stuff. But I am also a firm believer if something's too hard to maintain, if something's, if you keep pushing at something and it ain't working, it ain't working, it ain't working. Sometimes it's best to stand back and listen to what the universe is telling you. And sometimes they may not want you to be with certain people or maybe you don't have a hard time talking to guys. Maybe you just had a hard time talking to those guys, you know, or it, it could be a multitude of things. But I will say if something is coming easy to you, lean into it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I know you said if you may not be able to meet your husband, but, you know, I don't know if that's the, your end goal or what. Um, and I don't know if it's you want a husband for the idea of procreation or having children, but there's, we live in a society now where we are able to create our own families and have our own children and kind of do things on our own terms. And I know that's hard to really digest being young and navigating these waters that may be unfamiliar to you. But I wouldn't put so much emphasis on the long term. You know, you're still kind of learning who you are. Like when I was in my early 20s, child, please, like... (laughs) Bitch, I thought I knew everything. I thought you couldn't tell me nothing, honey. Like, I really was like, no, bitch, this is what I'm going to give. Bitch, let me tell you something. (laughs) Side note. So, when I was in my early 20s, bitch, I really wanted to, like, be married. I wanted to have, like, kids. I wanted all that shit, bitch. I really did. And maybe I'm just... (laughs) Maybe I'm just jaded. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck. But, like, now... Marriage is not, like, a main thing for me. Do I still want kids? Yeah, but it's also now at that point where it's, like, a take it or leave it. Things that I used to have so much strife and emphasis towards and just really, really focusing on, like, I need this and this has to happen at this time. You get older and you're like, bitch, please. It ain't really, girl, please. You, You live and you experience things and your life shapes and you... You go on different journeys in life and that shapes who you are and what you want. And I thought I wanted to have have a cute little condo, an apartment with a guy and have two babies or uh, uh, not two babies, but like a, a, a dog and maybe move into a house and have a, a few kids and pack lunches. Bitch, the fuck? No. Mm-mm. Girl, I'm too fabulous for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what I want anymore. I used to think, like, oh, I just want a guy who who has, like, a regular job. I used to, bitch, I used to think, like, oh, all I really want in my life is to work at this place. Bitch, please. I would not trade in a, an iota of what I have right now to even get the end result of what I wanted in my 20s. Fuck that. But it changed because I grew up. I experienced life. I've traveled. I've I've done so many things in, in the last 10 years of my life that what I wanted in my early 20s is not what I want now. It's not even remotely close to what I want right now. You know, your goals and your aspirations do change within life. So all I'm saying is have fun. Enjoy your life. Enjoy being young. I know I sound like an old bitch, but enjoy, enjoy being young. No, but seriously, like, enjoy being young. 
you know, if something's coming off easy, if it's easy for you to talk to to girls as opposed to guys, lean into it. If it's if you find a guy that's easy to talk to, cool. If you're finding a guy that's hard to talk to or a girl that's hard to talk to, walk away. You know what I'm saying? If something's too hard, if it ain't dealing with like work or like shit, like real shit, let that shit go, you know? And and don't worry yourself too much and just be happy. And also, also, Crystal, I would really, I'd rethink those friends. I would rethink those friends or or I would bring it up to them and have a really tough conversation and, and see and gauge how they feel in when it comes to their homophobia. Because sometimes it's just something that's been indoctrinated in them. And that also it's when they can put a face to something, this is so like old school and so stupid, but like if they can put a face to, you know, then it's, it slowly changes, you know? Yeah. There's still fucking homophobic sentiments there, but if they're like, Oh shit, my best friend is, uh, uh-uh. uh, and people, cha- people do change. People do change. So I would also probably explore that and you know, okay. Cause I'm quick to be like, bitch, let them go. <laughs> okay. Well, Crystal, before you let them go, if I were you, I would explore and see where they where they stand in terms of their homophobia and also in correlation to me. Because I want to know, like, okay, this is who I am. And this is this is where I'm at. And how do you feel about it? It might change, you know? And, and, and then see where it goes. And if it ain't going nowhere, then, bitch, they got to go somewhere. I would let them motherfuckers go on by the wayside. But, um, but good luck. Please keep us posted, and I'm go- I'm sending you, you and Anthony both. Just I do want to send you and Anthony both um, light and love, and I'm gonna say some prayers for you guys this week, and sending you guys just happiness and self love too, because I think ultimately it does a portion of that does boil down to that and. That's hard, I think, when you're... Oh, you guys are both in your early 20s. Oh, I'm going to start crying even more. Um, I think that is hard when you're in your 20s. And you don't... It's easy for me to say, like, oh, love yourself, a bitch. It took me a long time to get to where I am now. And, it, bitch, it's still a journey. It's still a fucking daily, hourly journey. But I just know me, when I was in my 20s, I just felt so awkward and didn't know where I belonged. And it was just... It took time to figure out who I am. And I just know it's such an awkward area when you're in your 20s. Side note, little small little tangent. A lot of people in the queer community, we don't get that opportunity like people at an earlier age to figure out who we are and and dating and our likes and dislikes and stuff. You know, like most people, like most straight people, they learn how to date. They're dating someone in middle school and, you know, they'll they'll be in a, a quote unquote very serious relationship when they're a junior in high school and then they go to senior prom and then like, you know, it's there's this dating aspect where they're learning about that and then they go to college and then they learn about it or not learn, but they just learn more about themselves in terms and then the same aspects of dating and how to navigate it. And they're also learning with the built in playing field of heteronormative 
rules and regulations almost. Like, this is how it's supposed to go. Guys are supposed to pick up the girl and the blah, blah, blah. Like, there are, it's already, the work is already kind of halfway done for them. And they already got a 10-year ahead start before we did. So now you find us being 22-something years old trying to find out how to navigate this, how what works for us, who we are in in terms of dating and what we want out of a relationship. Am I, you know, what examples do I have? You know, there aren't many examples. So you, it's just, it's just a weird area of navigation that just sometimes, baby girl, takes time. But you have to surround your people, you surround yourself with people who love you and are patient and are willing to support you. And sometimes when you don't have that, it makes it a little bit more difficult. Thus, the plague, <laughs> and not the plague, but just the fucking difficulties of being queer and trying to navigate life in general. So again, I'm just going to say some prayers for y'all. And I know it's going, I'm telling the universe right now, it's going to work out for y'all. Um, sending you guys good energy, light, and love. Well, bitch, I think that's the end of the show. I really think that's the end of the show. It started off rocky. I tried my best last night to get this going. I'm, it started off in a weird area, but glad I got through with it. Um, again, I apologize if those little two segments of me going off and showing my ass um, made some of you guys uncomfortable. Um, well, bitch, I'm not really sorry for that. But the thing is, I'm just trying not to be that girl no more. I'm just trying to be like, I'm trying to be like this congeniality. <laughs> I'm really trying to be like, you know, just, I don't know. I just don't really like to get into those, those realms anymore, you know? And I, because it, it's just always perceived differently from people, um, when it's from people like us, you know, then you're the angry person, you know, then you're the angry black girl, then you're the overdramatic gay man. And then it's like, it's just, you know, the spicy Latina. And I just am so over that. But at the same time, it's like, this is the shit that we have to deal with, <laughs> you know? And like, sometimes we need a soundboard. Sometimes I need to let that out. So I don't pop off on a motherfucker for no reason. <laughs> um. So... Yeah, I'm going to try to keep that to a minimum. Oh, we're not done. I have my final thoughts. See, this is why I knew I need I had my, um I decided to do this final thought thing so we can end on a lighter, happier note. Okay, so for today's final thoughts, I wanted to talk about really what I was just talking about, you know, clapping back and showing my ass. But but also What's really important is I get about two to 3,000 messages on Snapchat a day. A day. Because, you know, it's every 24 hours, it all goes away. A day. So it's a lot. And so even with the thousands of messages I get a day, and while I have replied and clapped back at certain people, it's just, it would be, it's also fair to, to acknowledge the people who 
comment nice things. You know what I'm saying? Like, those people took time out of their day to be assholes and whatnot and say, you know, slanderous shit and whatever. But there's thousands of people who say nice things. And in in in, in a certain way, they're both the nice and the mean comments are vying for my attention. And I have to give my attention as well to the people who are nice. And so that's why I like to shout them out and, you know, I will reply to as many messages a day that I can. And because I believe that there should be that balance and the balance should be mostly in, well, no, the balance needs to be way more in favor of the nice comments. Because as much as those people who were being assholes took time out of their day to be mean, there's another sector of people who took time out of their day to be nice. And I think it's important to acknowledge nice people. Now, I can't speak for everyone, but there's a lot of times where I've just taken niceness as just for granted. I've been like, all right, cool. It's just that person's being nice. But I've made it, a, I've made a cognitive decision in the last, I don't know, I would say like five months, maybe, to really just be like, you know what? Thank you for being nice. I really appreciate it. Because I'm also a firm believer is when you think, when you, whatever you think, in the universe, it will come back to you. And the other day, I had like an, not an issue, but someone ended up using one of my accounts to buy some shit. And so I, you know, hit them up and the lady's like, I don't know what I, so she was looking and she was trying to figure it out, figure it out. And I said, you know what, ma'am? I just want to say thank you for actually giving a crap about me. <laughs> you know, she's like, well, it's my job. I was like, yeah, it is, but it's also not. Like you could just be like, girl, I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking for. Or just be like, I give up. You know, you have the right to do that. And you can. But you're not. And, I, you know, I told her, I said, thank you for that. Because I was prepared to get on this phone and have to argue or, or have a little shuffle, verbal shuffle with you to kind of get you to care about me. And you did. You didn't see me as just a phone call. You saw me as a person. And I thank you for that. You know, and so I thank everyone who sends me nice comments. There's 322 five-star ratings on this podcast right now. Bitch, this podcast ain't been up for damn near four and a half weeks. And y'all done already rated the motherfucker. And I'm I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I shouted out one bad comment. And you know what? I was like, you know what? I should have never do that again. So that's why I start every show thanking everybody who's who rated the podcast five stars. I want to thank them. They're the ones that matter. I just think it's a good thing to be appreciative of people who are in your life, even if it ain't like they in your life, but like just even if a bitch is over the phone trying to help you out, just be like, you know what, bitch, I'm really thankful. You don't really, you, you, I get it. So thank you. Um, and that's all I wanted to say on that. Okay, and now that concludes our show for good, for good. <laughs> um, I am going to Vegas in the morning because I need to I need to turn off for a little bit for just for a couple days because something about working from home is I can't not not work. 
You know, it's it's never like, oh, I'm going to take this day off. I'm going to take today off. or I'm going to watch movies. I'm going to do. I just can't. Like being home, I'm like, you know what? Let me just real quick. Like Serena was coming over to pick me up because we we're going to go to the container store to get some fucking boxes and shit. And she said, OK, I'm on my way. And so I'm, you know, dressed and ready to go. And then I'm like, OK, she got 15 minutes before she get here. Let me just print these order labels real quick. You know, and it's like, uh, Solomon, no, you know, like turn off. You have to have a balance. And I just found myself, just to be honest with you, being a little bit more uptight and just more stressed. And my ancestors were like, girl, we ain't about to tell you twice now. You better take a day, a few days off or, or, and you know what? Not to keep going on a tangent, but that might be why all my shit was crashing last week and almost crashed again. I Because when it crashed, I was forced to sit for a whole night not being able to do anything because my computer was down. And I had to watch TV and just relax and read a book. And that might have been my, my ancestors being like, bitch, you hard-headed. We know you ain't going to listen to us, but bitch, we need you to slow down. So I'm listening to my ancestors. I'm doing it. I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. Um, I'm going to stay there for three nights, come back, and I'm going to eat, you know, my food, play on my Britney Spears slot machine, get a massage, maybe a few, every, one every day or something to really relax because I do need, I I don't want to say I'm about to break. <laughs> that sounds very dramatic, but I can sense, you know, when people are like, stress is not good. I can sense that, you know, I can, I can feel the onset of that. And I just know I need to listen to my body and take some time off. So I'm going to go to Vegas for a couple days and hopefully rejuvenate, honey. Okay. So yes. So yes, I'm off to do that tomorrow. And, um, Again, send in your questions to ask at the Solomon Ray Podcast.com. And please feel free to follow me on all social medias. My usernames on everything is Solomon Ray Music. It's everywhere. Also, I know a lot of people ask me about like what pots are you using? What pans and cooking utensils and face wash and this and like all the things that I, I kind of showcase or talk about, or either the factor 75 meals, whatever. If you click the link. In the description of this podcast, it will take you to all my links for everything. And that link is also on my Twitter, my Instagram, and my Snapchat. It will take you to wherever you need to go. Um, So hopefully that answers a lot of people's questions. But aside from that, new episodes. Woo! If if we don't have no technical difficulties. New new episodes will be here every Thursday. (laughs) Um, And thank you guys all who, again, who've been rating and sharing the podcast. I really appreciate you guys. And until next week, see you then.